every day at the end of our session. Her countenance was brighter. She just felt lighter. There was just so much fruit out of what was happening. And I couldn't believe that right in front of me, like the Lord was literally changing this girl's life. And I had some small part of it. Welcome to Unquenchable, where we discuss all things biblical theology, listening prayer, and Christian living. Each week, we'll share a discussion, an interview, or a story that will feed your spiritual curiosity, helping you to better understand the Bible and receive inner healing so you can grow in intimacy with Christ through prayer. Welcome to Unquenchable. My name is Don Love. This season, we're exploring what some have called listening and inner healing prayer. In the first few episodes, we're going to share a bit of our story concerning how we grew to understand prayer as a two-way conversation and how that has led us to an unquenchable thirst to lead others to receive inner healing and intimacy with God through prayer. In today's episode, Chris and I will be talking with Jen as she shares a bit of her story. Jen, how did your journey of listening prayer begin? I'd say it was about 10 years ago. I had been um, in seminary studying and also worked on this project um, writing Bible stories for children. And just as I'd gone through scripture, I kept noticing all the ways that God spoke to people. And so it really just out of that grew into a prayer that, Lord, if there's just ways that you still speak to your people today, would you speak to me that way? And so as we search scripture, we see all these examples where, um, you know, angels are visiting people or there's visions or there's, you know, the Lord appearing before people or there's people coming in giving a message to someone else, or there's, you know, of course, the burning bush and all these other ways that it seemed like God like spoke um, audibly and audibly um, and through visions to people. And so it just really became my prayer, like, Lord, if you still speak to people in the way that you spoke to people in the Bible, and I don't know why you wouldn't, would you speak to me that way? I don't want to miss out on anything that's part of life and experience with you. Well, and we were talking earlier, you mentioned that you were in a prayer group that played an important role in your journey to understand listening and inner healing prayer. Can you tell us a bit more about that group? Yeah, so I think after really starting to pray that and just asking the Lord, like, if there's ways that you speak to your people, would you speak to me in any of those ways? Um, There was a lot of, I guess, just experiences started to happen that were outside of the boxes that I already had. And so, for example, um, we um, we were going to go on a trip, I'll call it Narnia, <laughs> with our church. And beforehand, um, I just kept having all these dreams. And then when we were there at that place, I just was seeing these dreams just like happening right in front of me. And I kept telling him, I had a dream about this, you know. And um, it didn't always make sense at the time, but it was really was speaking to me and saying, if I hadn't been obedient to be in this place, then this dream I had just would have been a weird dream. But somehow, some way I've been obedient and I'm some, I'm for some reason where God wants me to be because now I'm seeing this dream happen. I'm able to testify that this is something that God's doing in me. So it sounds like God speaks through dreams, which I mean, that's in scripture. We, we hear about that with the prophets, but there are also prayer experiments that you talked to me about. That, that's a really interesting phrase, really w- interesting way to put it. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so getting, I forgot, to getting around to that group that you asked me about. So when I came home from that trip, um, that missions trip, and I just felt like over that time, like either the Lord had burdened me so much and how to pray, what to pray for things. Um, sometimes even, um, I don't know, I just felt like there was insight, like pray for this thing, and then the next day that would kind of be the team's problem. Or like I said, with these dreams that I just kept seeing happening, and I thought, wow, this is just really cool. But I think it's an answer to that prayer that I had. So when I came home from the trip, 
I thought, how could I get more involved with um, like the prayer team at our church? Are there other people that I could get into a group with to talk about these things? So I ended up um, being in a prayer group of ladies in order to be in the prayer team um, that's at our church. That That's awesome. I mean, is this something that is more of obviously dreams, premonitions, these are really individual in their nature, but you said you learned about doing this in a group. What does the group setting have to do with something like this? Yeah. So that just became like a really yeah, kind of a experimental laboratory where I would share with them things that I thought were happening personally. And then we started as a group to, um, to just read through different books about prayer, like on the topic of prayer. A lot of them had, um, you know, homework exercises. And so what we would do is say, here's this book. We're not really sure. Let's kind of weigh out with scripture, what this is teaching about script about, um, prayer. And then let's just try whatever it says. And so sometimes, you know, it was encouraging us, like, how is it that we can discern what to pray for people? So we're supposed to be this intercessory team, but when people come back and ask us for prayer, how do we know what it is is the right thing to pray for them? And so we started just trying to take some of the homework assignments in the book and say, well, let's do things like split up across the house. Just listen and ask the Lord, just be quiet for a little bit and said, this person came in with this problem. How is it, Lord, that you want us to pray for them? Is there something that we can can know, we can discern from this? And then just kind of seeing what happened when we came back together. So it definitely sounds like you're you're talking a lot to the Holy Spirit, a lot of different books. I mean, there's books on everything, so it sounds like you worked through a lot of them and found that there are a lot of books that have a lot of good substance. But with you reaching out to the Holy Spirit and really imploring him to act and to show you things, it sounds like you believe that the Holy Spirit still speaks to us. Not everybody does believe that. What convinced you that the Holy Spirit still speaks to us? Yeah, I think the fact that I was in that group and it was with such a trusted group of women, like a lot of them were um, just mature people at our church, ladies who had led a lot of Bible studies and who I thought had a lot of experience. I feel like that became the safe place to have this kind of experimental laboratory. And so we would, you know, split up, like I said, ask the Lord, how is it we should pray for this person that we don't even know very well with their requests? And then what we saw starting to happen more often was we would come back together and then the themes of what we'd written down each in our paper were very similar. So we were saying, okay, Lord, from this, can we deduce what it is we should pray for this person? And it really just started to teach us that I think the Holy Spirit was working among us because so much of this this unity was coming of it. And so often we'd come together and, and even have the same scripture written down. Wow. That, I mean, that's incredible. And I know that, you know, one of the books that you guys had talked about was the Rusty Rustenbach book, the guide to listening and inner healing prayer. And we'll talk a little bit more about that when we do Don's interview, but there was also one that was really important to you. And that was Neil Anderson's bondage breaker and the steps to freedom that were involved in that. Yeah, that, um, so at this time, um, when I was kind of in these groups and just kind of experimenting with some of this and just seeing what it is that God does. And, and then again, still, um, still comparing it to scripture and making sure these things were in line. We were also at the same time studying the character of God, the nature of God. And I feel like that was a really important part to have with it. So at this whole, this whole era, um, my husband, Don was in school. And so a lot of times he didn't have time to read the same books that I did. And he had brought a student to me. He said, there's this um, student in my class. She's really going through a lot. I'm very depressed. Would you meet with her? And I felt very overwhelmed to do that. Um, but I picked up uh, Neil Anderson's um, Steps to Freedom booklet and started to meet with her and go through it. But we were trying to also have this listening prayer aspect to it. 
So as you got to a page where it's like, you know, Lord, who is it you show us? Who is it she needs to forgive? What is it she needs to be free from? And like things would just come to her that were from the past, things that were just um, such incredible connections to what was going on that was really um, causing her depression, causing a lot of problems in her life that she was unaware of. That That's amazing. And that really goes in line with one of the things that Don was talking about last episode about the Holy Spirit being a counselor, being a comforter, someone that helps you process life. And it sounds like that's exactly what happened here. And then you started praying with more people. What happened there? Yeah. So that experience with her, I really feel like was, was pretty key in changing my life that um, it just really gave me so much hope that we can meet with the Lord in prayer, that the Holy Spirit is this, is this guide, is this counselor, is this comforter, is the one that leads and guides us into all truth and was just changing her life right in front of me. And it was changing me, you know, as I walked through this with her and just like saw so much incredible change in her life. I feel like that was really, um, really critical for me. And so after that, it was just such a, such a passion, such a desire. Like, is it possible that this is what I can do with other, the other college students, you know, just meeting with them. And instead of me dispersing advice and hoping I knew enough to talk about whatever it was that was their problem, was saying, well, let's just keep asking the Lord, you know, what he says, who, who he says that you are, what he says you should do next. Yeah. And obviously college students are, are notoriously good at taking advice. But uh, one of the things that is excellent about the things that you were able to do is you led them to God. And, and how could you say no to something that God tells you? Um, but you've done a lot of praying with other people. Is there any personal change that's happened here? I know you read a lot of books, you prayed with other people, and you put this into action, but is there any personal change that's come out of this? Yeah, I mean, it definitely um, it definitely just changes my own faith every time I walk through this with other people, just because I see the goodness of God and what he's doing in them. And um, just to see that change when they come back, it's just so incredible. It's very fueling to keep going. Um, but also, too, just in all the little ways, little moments that um, that I've become so much more aware maybe of my emotions and the things that are going on, but asking the Lord what's really going on and then hearing from him what is the lie that's making my situation worse right now. And just being able to stop throughout the day, especially as a mom, homeschooling and having other jobs and things going on, you know, when kids or when things are frustrating, it's like, wait, why is this so frustrating right now? And just stopping and having these little timeouts with the Lord where he says, it's because you're worried about this, but you should do this. And I just feel like the Lord kind of resets what's going on. It's changed my, it's changed my life. Yeah. So instead of you being the counselor, really you're leading other people to the counselor that you yourself go to. Um, this isn't something that, that you're relying on yourself, it sounds like. Yeah, and it seems to make all the rules in the New Testament seem to make a lot more sense. And it's just really made Scripture come alive, too, because if we're considering that he speaks to us in all these ways, perhaps, that he was in Scripture and that his Holy Spirit really is filling all these roles that they say and do in Scripture, I mean, it's just made everything, um, yeah, just made everything come alive. That That's incredible. Well, Jen, I appreciate your willingness to come and to share and boldness in that. And next week, Chris is going to come and interview me. And we're going to see a little bit how our stories dovetail together because Jen was on this journey before me. Uh, now, keep in mind, when we're talking about listening prayer, we're all listening to God already. You don't, you're doing listening prayer already and you just don't know it. So let me give you an example here. So no matter what conservative church you're going to, I have not yet met a church that would not believe that if you're reading your Bible, 
that God can't speak to you directly and tell you things. So for example, he might say, you're called to missions. You need to go and go to this place. You need to go and pray for this person. And that's not a direct scripture that says this one specific neighbor that you should pray in this specific way. But we tend, because of the way we've been trained, a lot of us, if we're very biblically centered, we're trained to think that if we're reading the Bible, that's a time that God speaks. And then we also give God the right to sneak up on us sometimes. If we're watching a sunset or there's a waterfall or there's something specific, we give him the right to say something to us. And so um, we, we tend to think God sneaks up on us and we, we allow that. But what we don't tend to think is that we could go to God and specifically ask him, specifically say, Lord, I'm hurting in this way. Would you help me to understand why am I hurting? Would you show me, Lord, why is this so offensive and so frustrating to me? And so when we look at listening prayer, this is something that, that we're all doing. And so, Jen, I appreciate you coming and being willing to talk yeah. through some of these things. And we'll, we'll get into my story and we'll see how your story that started before mine now ties in to our walk together and then this ministry that we have entered into. And really, I can tell you, it's been amazing as we have started praying through things with people my categories have been blown time and time again. I've had to search the scriptures over and over and say, wait a minute, this just happened now. And this person's definitely changed. And what happened was just so biblical. I'm almost questioning it because I, I don't, I don't think that the Bible is supposed to be working this way today. And yet it seems to be. And so it's interesting when we take God at his word and we walk in this and realize there really is this Emmanuel who's God with us, who wants to have fellowship with us and we realize that there is this, this Holy Spirit that's inside of us leading, guiding, teaching, reminding. It changes everything. So I encourage you guys. And tune in next week. As we come back, we're going to be walking through some of my journey. And we'll start there. Unquenchable is a ministry of Pray Through It Ministries. To learn more about us and our ministry, check us out at praythroughit.com.